1: Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar De Jesus. I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking to Paul Sim with Pivot Pool Products and Ariel, the solar skimming robot. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing, We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, PoolInvoice.com, Blu-ray, Excel, Aquastar Pool Products. And Paul, thank you for being a sponsor of the podcast with the Pivot Pool Products. Our pleasure. Zach, good morning. Well, good morning, Pool Nation. We can see you're
2: still catching up from vacation there because you had it down. Perfect before you left. So it's probably going to take some time to get back in the groove with that intro there.
1: It absolutely is. You know, I was just joking around because I came back from vacation and my mind was ready to go back, Paul, but my body was going, oh, we're not ready for this. <laughs> you
3: know, I'm not sure he rehearsed that before he came into it. You thought, you know, a couple of weeks off, you know, an athlete that hasn't played for a few weeks, you usually, you know, go out and Take a skate, take a few swings of the bat, whatever it is. Kind right. of give him a little behind the scenes. A little behind the scenes, right? Yeah,
2: when you went to the bathroom was when he started <laughs> rehearsing.
1: Hey, Spider. I appreciate that, man. See, spider's got my back. So
3: oh, anyways. Paul, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting us to be here. And and congratulations to you and the team, Zach and John, to for what you're putting together here with Pool Nation. I think it's a great contribution to the pool industry and and i'm sure you guys are going to be tremendously successful with it
1: thank you i appreciate it i've loved hanging out with you yesterday for everybody listening we went out to studio a we did our photo shoot we did our videos and zach i I have to tell you i was completely impressed because paul just got right in front of the camera and like this light switch went off and it was like emmy award (laughs) nomination thing here where he was just like on point to the point that we always, Zach, have like, what, like two hours for the videos and stuff like that. What, like 40 minutes into it, he had shot all the videos. We're switching from camera A to camera B. And at that point, I'm coming to him, Zach, going, dude, you got to give me more content. Come on, because you got this down. I, I kind of thought this would take twice as long. But yeah. but he just nailed it, Zach. Yeah. It, it was awesome. So I had a great time, Paul. Well, I appreciate that.
3: You know, when you've been telling a story for a while, you actually, you actually learn it. And plus, it's a cool story to tell. So
1: it's always fun to get out there and, and tell the story of Ariel and what we're doing. Yeah, no, that's amazing. You definitely have that doubt. I, I love that you just truly love what you're doing, your product. You believe in it. It's great. I'm, I'm super excited to talk about it today. All right, guys. If you guys have any questions that you want answered, what we want you to do is go to pullnation.com, press that button. And submit your questions. What we'll do is on the Instagram Live or here on the podcast, we will go ahead and we will answer those questions. So the other thing is shout-out of the week goes to Ocasio's Pools out in Texas. I've been checking out that Instagram page, and that water clarity is always on point. So big shout-out to you, brother, out there. I've been watching you. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is the Pool Nation Awards, and those are going to be held November 16 at the International Pool and Spa Patio Expo in Las Vegas at the Convention Center in Las Vegas. The nominations are open. They're open until Monday the 15th. So what I suggest that you do is that you get out there, that you vote. Well, actually, you need to nominate first before you vote, but get out there, nominate because voting is going to open shortly after that. Zach, I'm going to talk about the categories, but I'm going to let you jump in first and start with the list.
2: Yeah. And I just want to say, make sure you get involved. I know I've said it over and over again, but I want to see everyone get out there, cast your nominations and cast your votes. And so for the list of categories, we have variable speed pump of the year, best residential filter of the year, automation of the year innovative pool product of the year, salt system of the year, best value automation, favorite net, favorite test kit, best truck rep, builder of the year, distributor of the year, and sales rep of the year.
1: Hey, Zach, next time we do this, I'm going to give this list to Spider because his voice is just so much more awesome that he should have been the one reading off all these lists. He would have been like, sales rep of the year you know just sounds so professional i, I do have to say spider when i come here i kind of like doubt myself a little bit just because of that voice that you have that projects so i'm just i'm always like zach i'm always like oh i'm going spider's going to throw that radio voice out at us and people are going to be like get rid of edgar and zach let's just go with spider
2: <laughs> i'm back here doing what i can
1: <laughs> see that that voice paul is just so yeah. doing what i can you know so anyways Everybody will continue the list here. So, we do have favorite pool vac system. We have heater of the year, pool guy of the year, pool girl of the year, the Bob Lowry Lifetime Achievement Award, the 30 under 40, and we have two of those. We have hardscape landscape designer, pool company of the year, 250 pools or less, pool cleaner suction side, heat pump, and then we have the John, Zach, and Edgar Award. Zach, I'm still trying to figure out what you wanted to do with that because that was your idea, so... (laughs) The other thing that I wanted to talk about is that we are going to do another in-person business training class. It will be held in Dallas on Saturday, September 24th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And what we're gonna do is a little bit different because this one we have partnered with Kelly with the Pool Girls Training and it's gonna be a pool girl business training. So this one is gonna be just for the pool girls out there. And the other thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna be adding some training and networking for the pool girls in the industry. And that's gonna be held on September 23rd. And we have some speakers lined up. We're going to do a Q&A, and we're going to do some networking events. One of the classes is going to be Jamie Novak. She's going to do a workshop called Sheer Determination, a Personal Branding and Leadership Class for Women. To register for the financial business class, go to pullnation.com. You'll see a button there. You can register for that class. And then next week, we'll be releasing some details for the networking event, and we'll have a page up so that the women can get out there and register, Zach.
2: Yeah, and it's going to be a really good event for the people that attend. And networking is such a huge part of being a business owner that I think a lot of people miss out on and don't take advantage of. So kudos to those who attend and capitalize on this opportunity. Because one thing that I've learned through my journey is a lot of it is about who you know and the network you create. So I think it's super important. So make sure that you guys attend that. All right, Paul, we have a lot of good stuff to get into today. And to start out, I'd like our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So could you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in the pool industry?
3: Well, thanks. Yeah. You know, I was kind of a late entry into the pool industry, at least in terms of where I was at in my career back in about 2007. I had sold an interest in a business that I had. And of course, what unemployed business executives do when they have an opportunity like that as you become a consultant, right? So that's what I did. I did that for a couple of years. And in the process of doing that, I ran into a couple of fellows by the name of Dennis Ruja and Terry Maskey. They had patented. They had been issued a patent for a product that skimmed swimming pools autonomously using solar power. And they had even gotten to the point where they had this prototype that they had developed and built. Other entrepreneurs or anybody with a great idea were struggling to figure out how to get it to market, to find the capital they needed, and that sort of thing. And so, my wife and I put one of these in our pool, and we said, "Wow, this is like this is pretty amazing." Our pool all of a sudden was way cleaner than it's ever been before. We said, "Well, this seems like a pretty good idea," and so we made an investment in the business. We we set up a new company, Solar Pool Technologies, at the time with Dennis as a partner in the business and we kind of took it from there and i hadn't had any real background in the pool industry my background before that was farm and construction equipment and fire trucks and uh, and emergency vehicles and so but i had some entrepreneurial experience and so we just kind of continued from there and we finally got a product that we introduced into the marketplace 3 years later <laughs> after after Quite a bit more money and quite a bit more time and effort than any of us expected. And so we introduced the Solar Breeze in the fall of 2011. And it kind of took the business from there through all kinds of challenges and upheavals. So that's how I got this little background on me and how I got involved in the
1: pool industry. I do have to tell you, Zach, one of the things that I love is really kind of getting to meet all these people in the pool industry because you hear all their backgrounds and it's amazing. And I've enjoyed, Paul, talking to you and your background and with the emergency. And and one of the things that I love, Zach, is you talk to all these different business people and they all have these different strengths and these different things to run their businesses and to kind of be successful and to keep pushing forward. So I really enjoy that part because I learn and I try to imitate some of the things that, that I learn from everybody that I meet. I want you to tell us a little bit about the history of Ariel and kind of where you started with it kind of a little bit the ups and downs, and kind of where you guys are at today.
3: Yeah, well, it's quite a journey, and almost none of it matches up with the business plan that we originally wrote, uh, as (laughs) as you can probably expect. So, you know, as I mentioned, we got the first version of the Solar Breeze introduced into the market about 2011, and I think that first year we sold about a 1,000 units, which for us was, we thought that was pretty awesome. About 40% of them broke down, (laughs) so we... Had, so we had that to deal with. Unfortunately, our early customers were also our beta testers. But we've always kind of taken the philosophy of: if you make a mistake, you go out and accept it, and look after it, and try to make things right for the customer. And sometimes, even if you make mistakes, customers will be patient with you. And we're fortunate that a lot of ours were. So we had another iteration and another iteration. And by about 2014, we kind of dialed it into the point where we the the unit was operating, you know, reasonably well. But we were struggling for cash, and the thing I hadn't really understood when we got involved in the business was just how much capital it was going to take to really build and grow this business. We were kind of teetering on the brink of extinction event (laughs) at that point in time. So we said, well, let's give this one more kick at the can. And so we launched a Kickstarter campaign with the new version of the product we had developed at the time, which was the Solar Breeze NX. And We launched the Kickstarter in July of 2015, and our target was to raise about a little over $300,000 because that was going to give us enough capital to go to our supply chain and manufacture some products so that we could stay in business in in 2016. And uh, so we launched that Kickstarter campaign in July, late July 2015, I think it was, and by two weeks later, we had hit our target. And it was really gratifying because a lot of people had stepped up to order, and essentially you were pre-ordering the next version of Ariel that would be delivered in the spring of 2016. And a lot of the people that stepped up and pre-ordered were existing customers of ours, right? And who wanted to see us survive, wanted to see the product survive. But we also got a lot of new customers in the process. And by the time the campaign was done, we'd raised a little over $400,000. And I think at the time, I'm sure things have changed now, at the time it was one of the top 1,000 projects on Kickstarter. So we took that capital, we uh, went back to our suppliers we and at that time we were managing all of our own supply chain. so we got the parts built, we got them delivered to our final assembler in in China. We were building the product in China at the time uh, or having it built in China and got it built in Got it delivered, and of course we would promised we'd deliver product in March, which turned into April, which turned into finally in May of 2016. We got product delivered to customers, and we had a new life, and we've been able to kind of grow and build the business since then. But we still had a struggle on an ongoing basis of how do we close the gap between when we need to be investing in our supply chain and when we get paid by our customers. And that's one of the big struggles in this business because it's so seasonal so it was in the fall of 2016 that we connected up with a company called Pivot International. Pivot is a international company that with manufacturing plants all over the world and engineering capabilities all over the world as well. And they took on our contract manufacturing for us and also helped us with some engineering work and also provided us with some capital. They funded the inventory initially, so that helped us out as well. And so we grew with Pivot support through 2017, 18. And then in 2020 is when we sort of decided that that really to take this company to the next level, we really needed to restructure the business again. And so that's when we established Pivot Solar Breeze, now Pivot Pool Products, and Pivot bought a controlling interest in the company. Myself and some of the other original shareholders still have a small minority interest. Then they really poured their energy and resources into the company and and have helped to grow it and we introduced a new product and we've just done a lot of restructuring to the business that gives us an opportunity to really grow so the relationship with pivot has been critical to helping us survive and kind of take the business to the next level and i want to publicly thank mark donalik who's the ceo of pivot and the and the whole team there
1: for getting behind us and being as committed to what we're trying to do as we are that's great Hey, before we continue, Zach, I do want to give a shout out to everybody that's jumped online here. I know that we're kind of coming back from vacation. So I sent the the email, but Daniel Bowden out there, big shout out to you. Of course, Zach, he started with hi, John, hi, Zach, hi, Edgar, Edgar's third down on the list. So he's been doing that to me for like the last seven podcasts. So Daniel, I I got you, brother. I got you. I'm going to watch you up at the Pool Nation Awards and I think I'm going to get even. I I think I'm going to surprise him and make him come up on stage or something. Zach, what do you think? Oh yeah. For sure, right? So for sure. So so Daniel, I know that you're having fun with me, but I, I got yours coming, buddy. <laughs> so Kelly, big, huge shout out to you for jumping on there. Maria, Jeanette, Kevin, first response out there. Jeanette, thank you so much. And first response, they're super excited to see us back online. So everybody out there, appreciate you guys being on.
2: Absolutely. So I want to back up. It's a really cool story. And I love to see how you guys continued to push even when it got scary because reaching that scary point makes you question what you're doing and if it's worth the pursuit and you guys persevered and now you're doing great big things. So huge congratulations there. What I would like to know is how does the manufacturing component work? So you have this idea, which I don't know how many people I've talked to in my life that they say oh i thought of that 10 years ago and i just never came up with it so you have this great idea right where do you even start to to bring it to life like how do you get that process going
3: well i really need to give credit to dennis ruzia who was you know the original partner in the business because by the time i came on board we already had some of the supply chain issues resolved and dennis you know made a trip to china and found a relationship over there with a contract manufacturer and that was how how things got started and was able to convince them to fund the initial build of the product, the prototype products that we had. So, you know, I think the critical point is find a relationship, especially if you're in the hardware business. Software is a different thing. You can write software, you can get a few people together and it's, you know, it's more complicated than that, but but you don't necessarily have to buy parts. You don't have to figure out how to assemble them. You don't have to do all those sorts of things. The hardware business is hard. It, it, harder than I expected it to be by a long stretch. And, of course, we made a lot of mistakes in terms of who we partnered with initially as well. And in retrospect, we should have spent a lot more time than we did trying to figure out who to partner with on the supply chain and how to really get together. If we'd have found a relationship like the one we have with Pivot earlier on, we would probably been a lot further down the path over those first few years than we did. So figuring out who you're partnering with and partnering with the right people is a real critical thing and, and something
1: we probably should have spent quite a bit more time on initially as well. We're going to continue here. I know that our our feed here is is starting to come alive. I think everybody's starting to get the link. So I do want to give a shout out out here to Janie, Lindsay out in Florida. Big shout out to you out there. For everybody, I forgot to mention that John is not joining us today because John is coming out to Texas. So he was wrapping up some stuff to pack it up and come out to Texas. So I'm super excited to kind of get him out there. So for everybody asking on the chat out there, yes, John is out, but he will be back next week for sure. So Paul, let me ask you this. So you kind of go through that manufacturing process and you kind of hit that hiccup and you were talking about that you did a Kickstarter campaign for your company. And so what is a Kickstarter campaign? How does that part work? And how did you use that for your business?
3: Yeah, so the, you know, Kickstarter's online platform. Some folks are probably fairly familiar with it. You know, you can go to kickstarter.com and check things out. I'm sure there's lots of cool offerings on Kickstarter right now. But basically, you design a campaign. They have a process you go through where they sort of audit what you're offering to make sure that they feel that it meets certain criteria. So there's a screening process you go through, which we did. And then once you do that, you essentially create a page or multiple pages on Kickstarter. It's kind of like creating a website. And a variety of offers for people who might choose to support you so in our case it was you can pre-order a product you can pre-order a product plus get some you know other cool stuff along with it so we had three or four different kinds of options Uh, the big part of it is the energy and effort that goes into creating the actual kickstarter page to start with we created some videos and did all that sort of thing And then I think, you know, if anyone's out there thinking about doing a Kickstarter campaign, one of the things I would recommend you do is spend some time before you launch your page figuring out where your business is going to come from. We actually spent a fair bit of time before we launched the page on Kickstarter going out to our customer database, letting them know what we were doing, doing some email blasts, doing as much sort of social media stuff as we could at the time. And so we kind of had the pump primed when we launched the page. And I think that's what really helped to kind of get us some excitement over that first week or so. It was interesting when we launched the page that first day. It was like, holy smokes. It was like, (laughs) we're we're watching. The thing click through. It was pretty exciting. But, uh, you know, for anyone who's thinking, has a product, thinking they might want to do something on Kickstarter, of course, there's lots of other options now to GoFundMe and, and various other options. I really think you need to spend some time generating some excitement around what you're going to offer on Kickstarter before you launch so that you can get some of that initial excitement around it. And then what, what happens is if you get excitement around the product, then within the platform itself, other people who are... Frequent Kickstarter supporters, going, hey, this product is, you know, getting a lot of excitement. So you start to get some cool stuff going on from that, and expand, expand a little bit from there.
1: That's awesome. That's a great idea. And then the other thing is, I'm assuming that that anxiety, <laughs> as you saw that number keep growing and growing, right? You get super excited. You're like, yeah. yes, you know. Yeah. Of course, Zach, my page would probably be at like <laughs> zero. Would probably go negative. Mine. <laughs> oh, that's great. You owe money, right? <laughs>
2: So, Paul, what have been some of the biggest challenges with the process of actually getting the product to market and then growing the business? Some of the big
3: challenges we've had over the years is mostly around capital and supply chain. And as I had mentioned earlier, one of the big challenges you have in the pool industry is that... You typically do, and particularly with a product like this, you're going to do 80% of your business between, you know, April 1st and the end of July, probably, maybe even the end of June. So in order to be able to do that, you have to have all the inventory in place that you need and everything to really take advantage of the demand that's going to come about so in order to do that, then you've had to prime your supply chain way over here and other pool product manufacturers, people in the pool industry. This is nothing new to them. But when you're a startup, when you're an early stage company, it's a big deal. And to go to a bank and say, look, we did a million dollars in sales last year. We think we're going to do two and a half million. So I need you to loan me a million and a half dollars so that I can build <laughs> build all the inventory I need to be ready for pool season you don't get a lot of takers for, for, that, <laughs> for that sort of pitch, and that was always a very big challenge for us, and that was one of the reasons that the relationship with Pivot really helped us out because they were large enough and had the skill set and had the capital that they were willing as we got involved with them as a contract manufacturer to help fund that gap. In, from when we needed to make the investments in the supply chain to when we get money back from our customers when we sell it. So that was always one of our biggest issues. And then, of course, all of the engineering and product development stuff that, that goes with this. And once once again, the relationship with Pivot helped us close some of those gaps as well so that we could focus more on the customer-facing part of the business.
1: I do have a little question for you, and I'm going to put you in the little hot seat here for just sure. a second. because. I love the story of Ariel, and I think it's a great product. And I've listened to your journey as you've gone through and you've gone up and down, and and I think now you're poised to really be in a great spot with your product. You're a business owner, and we know that running businesses aren't always easy. You always have the ups and downs, but everybody just always likes to talk about the ups. Nobody likes to talk about downs. So what advice would you have for a pool pro that is maybe struggling and they kind of find that self-situation where they're questioning what it is, what they're doing, and how do they push forward?
3: There are a couple of things that I would suggest is that, one, take a step back and say, hey, do I love what I'm doing? Because a lot of times, if you're really struggling, and this is what i found in life, if you're struggling with whatever, whether it's business or other aspects of your life, you know, maybe you're struggling with it because you're trying to do something that you're just not committed to. So I think you need to figure out, do I love what I'm doing? That's the first thing. Because if you don't love what you're doing, then go find something to do that you love or love more, (laughs) at least. Anyhow, you know, everything has its challenges and stresses and that sort of thing. But find something that you, when you wake up in the morning, you can say, hey, I'm kind of looking forward to doing this today. So if you don't love what you're doing, just go do something else. And and a lot of times people struggle because they're, they're doing stuff they just don't love. But if you step back and you say, hey, I love what I'm doing, then my next piece of advice is go ask for help. A lot of times you're so immersed in whatever it is you're trying to build or grow or resolve or the problem and you got all these different issues coming at you day to day. And a lot of times you you don't even see the obvious things in your business or your life that are dragging you down. If you love what you're doing and you want to keep doing it and you're struggling it, Go ask for help, and you know, ask somebody that you respect, somebody that you think is doing a great job in what you're, what you want to be doing. Somebody that you admire, and say, "Look, man!" And so many people are have trouble asking for help, right? You know, it's like ah, uh, it's kind of like admitting failure. It's kind of like you know, I'm admitting failure to myself, which is one of the hardest things, right? But it's true. Yeah. Just get, just get over it, and go ask for help. The people that you see that are wildly successful, I guarantee you that there's been hundreds of times in their life where they had problems they couldn't solve and they asked somebody for help. That's probably the the best thing you can do to solve a problem. Quit trying to do it all yourself. Go ask for help. That's awesome. Like I said,
2: that's really powerful advice and I feel like it ties in in a large way to the networking because you need that network to ask for help. And for me, definitely had numerous lows throughout this journey. And I am always asking for help or for advice from my network. And Edgar can test to that because I'm always blowing him up with a lot of questions. But I think that's super huge advice right there.
1: I think that was a little bit of gold that he just dropped Mm -hmm. on this podcast.
2: What is the vision for Ariel behind creating it and pushing it forward? And what would you say is the biggest benefit for users of Ariel and maybe explain the product sure. here.
3: Ariel came about, and of course, Ariel is the next iteration of the product we introduced originally as Solar Breeze. Ever since pools were invented, people have been trying to figure out, how do I keep these suckers clean, right? It's like, right, Because they're fun and they're awesome, but man, you get dirt and leaves. and It's been decades, right? Ever, ever since pools have been around, people have been trying to figure out how to keep them clean. For the last few decades a lot of the focus has been on well what's the most efficient way to get the stuff off the bottom the leaves and dirt and everything that's on the bottom of your pool because that's where it ends up comes in the surface gets waterlogged decays gets to your bottom how do we get it off of there you know i admire the original inventors of the product dennis and terry because they kind of looked at it differently and said all that stuff that's on the bottom where is it coming from and you say, well, it comes from the surface, right? I mean, it, it all lands on the surface to start with. What if we tried to get it off the surface first before it got to the bottom? And so that was the concept that maybe we can turn the concept of pool cleanings sort of upside down a little bit. And say, well, let's focus on how can we keep the top clean as effectively and efficiently. You're still going to get stuff on the bottom, but if you get some stuff there, it's less of it. It's easier to keep the bottom clean if there's less material and and that sort of thing. So, And the other thing we said was, or that went into the thinking was, pools are in the sun, right? (laughs) That's kind of the nature of pools for the most part. And so you got all this energy that's coming in from the sun. Is there a way that you can figure out how to use solar energy that's there in the pool to keep that surface clean and so that was the sort of initial thought behind it and how we went through the iteration so ariel the product we have now is basically a solar-powered robot you put in your pool take it out of the box put it in your pool turn on the switch not too hard to use there's two paddle wheels at the rear of the, the unit that push the unit through the water There's a a single paddle wheel at the front that spins and scoops up all of the debris and pulls that debris and dust and pollen and basically anything that's floating on the surface of your pool, pulls it inside the unit. All of the water that comes through the unit is filtered out through a 200 micron screen filter mesh in the debris basket inside the unit. So all of that water on the surface gets filtered and It filters out basically anything you can see on the surface of your pool. So dust, pollens, any of the organic materials floating on your surface. In fact, one of the feedbacks we get from our customers is say, wow, my pool always looks sparkly clean. You know, it's like, because you get down and you look at the surface of your pool and you can see kind of dust film and that sort of stuff on it. Well, that goes away and your pool always looks sparkling clean. So the unit runs all day while the sun is shining because it's got these solar panels on top. But these solar panels generate enough power that while it's running during the day, it also charges a battery, a lithium-ion battery that's on board. And when the sun goes down at night, then it keeps running off of battery power. And how long it runs at night kind of depends on how much sun you got during the day and how big your pool is and how many times it has to go into reverse and those kinds of things. But it'll typically run, if it gets a full charge during the day, it'll run anywhere from 10 to 16 hours off a full battery charge. So lots of our customers, particularly with their 2022 model of aerial, report that, hey, this unit pretty much runs through the night runs almost 24 hours a day in my pool. So if you think about that, you're getting that much cleaning action on the surface of your pool almost around the clock. Then there's a lot less debris that goes to the bottom. You get less debris in the bottom. You get less decay. So less bacteria in your pool. And just the whole thing just makes it easier to keep your pool clean. A lot of people say I end up using less chlorine. I don't have to run my pool pump as much. Don't have to run some of my other cleaning equipment as much. So it adds... We believe real value to the pool cleaning process, and certainly that's the feedback we get from our customers as well.
1: So, Zach, two things. First of all, if you think about it, it's true. Everything that comes into the pool, at least all the debris and all that kind of stuff, is going to start at the top of the pool, and it's going to take some time to hit the bottom, right? Rocks are different. They get into the pool, they go right back to the bottom. But most of the stuff, whether it's the pollen or any of that kind of stuff, it really hits the surface of the pool. So if you're addressing that and tackling that right there from the beginning, you are going to solve a lot of these other issues. And then you have this robot that has a 200 micron that's filtering that water that's going through at the same time. It's great. The Point number two, Zach, that I always tell you, and I always kick myself in the butt, I don't have the ability, right? Like I've always thought, hey, we should come up with some type of product. And I think everybody always thinks that. But th- think about this product. So you have somebody looking at a pool going, hey, there's a problem with all the stuff on the top of the surface. So how do we address that? How do we create something to get that off the top? Oh, and by the way, there's sun up at the top that can actually feed that thing to there. And it's like, he talks about it. And my brain just thinks I'm never gonna be able to come up with a product because my brain just does not <laughs> think. <laughs> I wanna come up with a product, Zach, but I don't think it'll ever be my idea.
2: I'm right there with you. I'm not creative at all. But one thing I I love about it that I was actually reading an article, a blog article, and it was on your website, but it talked about the environmental effect of swimming pools and how we don't really realize how big of an impact the swimming pools have on the environment. And I think it's cool because I'm kind of of that mindset of when I'm putting away or throwing away a lot of the waste from buckets and bags and things like that. I sit there and scratch my head and I wonder how can we as a company become just a little bit more environmentally friendly because this is ridiculous. So I'm always looking for ways to try to move towards that goal. And I think this is a great product for all the reasons that you just listed. So I think that's a super cool part of it that a lot of people may not think about.
1: Yeah, to me, I love it in the way that I think of it, Zach, is you put one of those units in and you have somebody netting your pool 24 hours a day. You're a pool pro, you show up to that pool, the majority of that pool is already going to be netted. Imagine how much time you're going to save doing that.
3: And we get that feedback from pool pros uh, all the time that say, look, if if a customer has uh, one of these robots in their pool, I spend less time with each call. And the other thing that allows you to do as a pool pro is focus on the things that add more value to your customer. You may really focus on the pool chemistry, make sure we're getting that right. Check their other equipment, you know, see if there's anything that needs to be done there. Do the things that probably add more value to the customer in your relationship with them than just getting out there and skimming debris off. The other thing that's interesting that's come up, and this it's monsoon season in Arizona right now, so that's where we're from. And so I've had pool pros out there that say, I go and I service this pool at 10 o'clock in the morning and, you know, monsoon wind blows in and I get a call from the customer and he gets home at five and says, did you clean my pool today? Well, of course he did. You get the monsoon that rolls in and it looks pretty bad. And so, you know, having one of these in your customer's pool can maybe sometimes help you avoid some of those phone calls as well because the unit's there doing that while
1: after you've gone as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, let's do this. Let's take a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we will continue our conversation with Paul.
0: Now available, Pull Invoice. Pull Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pull service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pull Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and
2: Blu-ray all day. (laughs)
4: star's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open-pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Pivot how you clean pools. Debris that makes it to the bottom always enters from the surface. Clean from the top with Ariel, a smart solar-powered pool skimming robot. She works around the clock skimming pesky and fine debris off the pool surface. Tell your customers about Ariel and earn big commission on every sale. With advanced solutions like Ariel, you'll spend less time with the pools you service, improve customer relations, and increase your bottom line. Plus, pool owners will enjoy a constantly swim-ready and healthy pool and lower energy bills. Visit pivotpoolproducts.com slash dealers to see how much you can earn and for resources on how to get your customers to ditch the net for good.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation podcast. We're talking to Paul Sim. With I like Piv- that last ad. You like that <laughs> last ad? I was talking on break to Spider, and Spider had a great point, Zach. And that is that we talk about John, the fastest netter in the West, and he just said, you're talking to Paul about this unit, that thing is going to net, so you guys might as well just X out John from the (laughs) podcast because the fastest netter in the West isn't going to have a need. (laughs) Right, Spider? Fastest water tester in the West. (laughs) Exactly. So, John, we're going to either have to rebrand you or put on there, pivot the fastest netter in the, Mm -hmm. the fastest skimmer in the West. So we continue our conversation. We're talking to Paul. We're talking about pivot pull products, specifically Ariel, and what it is that it does. So we've talked a little bit about the product. So why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe the changes from the first product that you put out and maybe the changes that you've made along the years and and the changes that the current one has. Right.
3: So the biggest change we made when we transitioned from Solar Breeze and the NX and NX2 series was in how the unit navigates the nx and nx2 series had bumper wheels at the front of the unit that rotated in opposite directions people can go online and see videos and that sort of thing and a single paddle wheel at the rear so the paddle wheel would propel the unit through the water when it hit the edge of the pool those bumper wheels would cause the unit to turn in one direction or the other and of course Running those bumper wheels, there was a whole mechanical system that went with that. One of the biggest challenges we had with that particular design was designing the mechanics around those bumper wheels so that they were reliable and didn't break down. And you know, there was just a lot of parts associated with it. And with anything, the more parts you have, the the more probability you have for something to break down. So when we transitioned to aerial, we decided to do a couple of things. One. Rather than just having a single paddle wheel across the rear of the unit, we we now have two. So that allows it to steer. You know, paddle wheels can turn in opposite directions, can turn at different speeds, and so the unit can steer. And now instead of, you know, the bumper wheels at the front, we have sensors at the front of the unit instead, optical sensors. So as the unit's going through the water and it sees the edge of the pool or it might see a route, rock outcropping you have or your waterfall or you know, people have fancy seating and that sort of thing in their pool. So if it sees an obstruction like that, the sensors of course send a message to through the software to the motors and say, hey, we gotta avoid this obstruction. So the motors make a decision of, you know, I either rotate in opposite directions to turn or I turn at a slightly different speed or whatever. So and by Eliminating those front bumper wheels for steering, we eliminated a whole bunch of parts and components uh, with uh, with the unit, and so as a result, improved the uh, the reliability and reduced the mechanical breakdowns that we had with some of the, some of the earlier models. That was one of the big and primary changes we made with the unit the other thing we did was we looked around the business and everything was blue and white (laughs) (laughs) and which makes sense you know any pool business blue and white and and we were blue and white and we thought well let's change it up a little bit and it's interesting we we have what we think are really cool colors with Ariel right now the green and the the sort of I call it purple. I think my marketing person would would has a, has have a, a fancier has a fancier name for it. I can't remember what what they call it, but and it's cool. And so it really does kind of stand out. You know, some and we've had actually a lot of positive feedback from the color changes. Well, because it's different. It's it doesn't it doesn't necessarily right. look exactly like every other pool product you you look at. So that's one thing. The other issue is we've done some work on the electronics. And once again, particularly with the 2022 version, to improve the efficiency in the solar, the way we're managing the power in the unit to and also how we're managing the power within the motors to try to maximize the energy that we're getting from the solar panels as well.
2: You have this evolution along the way where you're making these improvements and these changes. Are there anything that you're now kind of looking at for the future that you're thinking like, hey, this might be a good idea or this might be something to do down the road?
3: Yeah, so one of the steps we would like to take with the product is turning it into a sort of IoT product and Internet of Things with an app that would allow a end user or pool pro to connect with the product, and that would give us you know some options like downloading software updates if there are those, so that would add some value there. Potentially setting up some options for like intermittent operation on cloudy days, so that the unit could shut down for a while absorb more power, and then that would allow it to operate a little bit further into the night on cloudy days, those kinds of things. So I think having that IoT in- interconnection is probably you know one of the next steps. And then once you have that, you know we've talked about options like you have this robot going around your pool. What other things could it do for you and information could it collect about your pool that might be of interest to the customer or the pool pro? And obviously, if it had the capability of monitoring water chemistry while it's going around the pool, that would be kind of an interesting option as well. So we're, we're exploring some options around that. Of course, you have limited power and you don't want to detract from its primary purpose in adding features to the unit. So those are all challenges and complications that go with it. But those are some areas that we're looking at.
1: That's pretty cool, Zach, huh? Be able to have this robot where you can kind of monitor and not only that, be able to know your water chemistry into it.
2: That that would be super cool. You could have an all-in-one unit. I definitely understand that there will be its challenges to figure that out as far as like the power consumption and stuff. But man, that would be amazing.
1: But Mm -hmm. can you imagine all those things that you really could add to this unit? This Uh, really could be a huge, powerful tool, especially if it's sitting in that water you can kind of manage the power, you can see the app. And I'm thinking right right off the bat, Zach, and John's not here, and he'd probably agree, but right off the bat I start thinking that unit, especially with the vacation rental industry right now, to be able to have that thing in there netting for you, right? And then being able to monitor chemicals and have this one unit, that would that would be pretty pretty badass.
2: I'm concerned though, because John was the fastest netter in the West, and Paul comes and shoots that down. <laughs> so we move him to the fastest tester in the West, and Paul throws something out and shoots that down. What are we going to do after that?
1: You know, I'm starting to believe that the reason that Paul is here is he's got an agenda to get uh, rid of John.
3: No, no, no. no, no. There's always going to be a role for for, uh, for, John. for for pool pros in in this industry, and you know customers, especially as you get generational change, and I'm, I'm going to sound like a, an old guy because I am. And I know this is true with my kids who are all m- millennials too. The enthusiasm for looking after stuff yourself, I think, goes down a little bit with each generation. <laughs> and so I, I think you need to look at it more of how do pool pros use some of these technologies to make their lives easier, expand their routes, look after more customers, do all those kinds of things, and we and we don't think we're ever going to replace a pool pro because customers, at the end of the day, they do business with people they trust, and, and they trust their pool guys, right?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, pool, doing water chemistry and doing all that is not as easy as, you know, cutting exactly. the lawn or something like that. It's it's well, a
3: lot. And, and it's also just because you know what the chemistry is in
1: your water doesn't always mean you know what the next step what is, thing, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. So let me ask you this, because it, it sounds like you kind of had this this product with this primary reason, and so I see it doing some great things. Where does that desire come from? Where does that fire come from to continue to grab that and look at it and say, I don't want the one paddle in the back. Now I want two. Now I want sensors in the front. Now we're looking at this. Like, like where does that come from to want to continue to push that product to be a better product?
3: Well, I think the primary motivation always comes from your customers, right? And how do you, you know, if you have something that you believe adds value to your customers, you should always be asking yourself the question, well, how do I make it even better? How do I add even more value? How do I help make their lives even easier if I'm already making it easier? And I think whether you're in the robotics business or whether you're in the pool service business or or whatever business you're in, that's a good question that you should always be asking yourself is, how can I do this better? How can I make my customers happier? And how can we provide even better value than we already are? Because I guarantee if you're not thinking like that, there's probably a competitor out there that is, right? (laughs) You might as well be the one to get there first. So I think that's what really motivates us is that how do we add better and more value to our customers with every iteration of the product and with with every change we make to the business to try to serve them better?
2: Yeah, if you stay complacent, then you'll eventually phase out. Because like you said, there's someone out there that's thinking, what can I do for them to make their lives easier? So I kind of want to shift gears here. And you guys are doing something great with the Arizona Friends of Foster Children Foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about what you have going on there?
3: Yeah, this is something special we're running in month of August. Every kid or child deserves an opportunity to have fun in a pool, right? And to be able to do that safely. There are a lot of foster kids that just don't get those kinds of opportunities. So we've partnered up with the Friends of Foster <laughs> Children foundation to offer help fund their program where they offer swim lessons to foster kids and give them opportunities to spend time in a swimming pool and have some fun and learn how to swim. So for product that's ordered on our website through the month of August, we're donating $20 per unit to this charity to help them reach out to foster kids and help those
1: children have fun in a pool somewhere. That's awesome. I do have a quick question that was sent in here into the chat, and Mm -hmm. that is, why not make it a plug-in like a Dolphin vacuum?
3: Well, so part of the advantage we think we have is that it doesn't have a cord or a hose or anything like that. And so it doesn't have that restriction or it doesn't require that you have access to power close by or or any of those things. And because there's more than enough power, and it is a surface cleaner, and so those solar panels are always exposed to the sun, it's always in there in the sun. So we feel that we can, if we design the product properly, we can get enough energy out of the sun for it to do its job on an ongoing basis. And the fact that it doesn't have a cord or a hose or something like that is actually an advantage as opposed to a disadvantage.
1: Yeah. And the one thing that I like about it, Zach, so I got some units and then I did not open it on purpose because I wanted to wait till Paul came. And so I asked him, how easy is it to put this unit? So if I'm a homeowner and I get this box, how easy is it? And so we're in Studio A and he just slices the box open. He pulls it out and it just it's really lightweight. He just pulls this thing out, takes the plastic off of it. Presses the power button because it's charged, what, like 70%, Paul? Yeah,
3: they usually ship with 60 or 70% charge, something like
1: that. And, Zach, all you do is you press the on button, and you put it in the water, and you're done. I mean, it was literally cut the box, pull it out, press the button, throw it in the pool, you walk away. There's no programming. There's no setting anything. It's boop, 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 drop, and you're gone.
3: It's very straightforward to, to use. And when some of the pool pros that we're already working with, we even drop ship to their customers. So they'll be on their route and they'll be talking with a customer and they might mention this product. The customer says, hey, I'd really <coughs> like to, to have one of those. They'll just send us an email. You can email dealers at solarbreeze.com, dealers at solarbreeze.com, solarbreeze, all one word. And you just let us know what you want. If you want to place an order, give us your customer information and all or your customers information. And we'll actually drop ship to your customer if you like. So you don't have to worry about going to SCP to pick it up or doing whatever, just contact us, send the order. We'll drop ship it. We'll send you an an invoice that you can pay and we'll go from there. We've still got work to do to make it easier and easier for dealers and pool pros to do business with us. The next step is creating an online portal for our dealers so that you can go right in, place an order online. We can either ship it to you if you want or ship it to your customer, whichever you prefer. We're trying to make it as seamless as possible for pool pros to help customers get this product in their pool because we think it'll add value to both the customers and themselves.
2: So Currently, if a pool pro wants to pick up an aerial, what's the best way or how would they go about getting one?
3: I would do exactly what we just talked about. Just email us, dealers at solarbreeze.com. If you haven't done business with us before, give us some information about yourself, your company name and that sort of thing. We'll likely send you out. We have a little dealer agreement that we have. And one of the things in that dealer agreement I want to mention is that we're going to ask in the agreement that you not list the product on Amazon or Walmart or any of these other (coughs) platforms. And the reason we do that is we are trying to make sure that we manage our pricing on those platforms in a way that doesn't disadvantage the pool pros and retailers and other people who are starting to carry our product. So we have an exclusive reseller on Amazon. They also manage the listing on Walmart for us. And part of our agreement with them is that they will never list the product at below our retail price, which is $598. And so that's just kind of a way for us to control that. As a result of that, whenever we bring a new dealer on board, we ask you to make that same commitment that says, hey, I'm not going to create a listing on Amazon to compete with these folks that we've given an exclusive to. So that's some of the give and take there that hopefully protects it. And our standard pricing to Pool Pros is about 30% off of retail. We have different other programs from time to time that we'll we'll offer and sometimes you can get a little better deals than that. But So you have some opportunity to make a little bit of margin and especially if You know, we end up, if we make it easy for you and we'll just drop ship it to your customer and they can put it in their pool. And then the next time you stop by next week, it's there and and it's starting to do the job. We're trying to work through processes to make it as easy as possible.
1: Two quick things. To me, Zach, I would love it that they could drop ship to the customer because two things are gonna happen. A, I don't have to manage it, right? They're just gonna drop it, ship it to, to the customer. The other thing is the, the customer's gonna get this box in their front door, and come on, let's admit it. Even when you order from Amazon, you know what's coming in the mail and you kind of get excited about it, but they're gonna call you and they're like, hey, what do I do with this thing? Slice the box open, press the on button, throw it in the pool, we'll see you next week. You know, it's, it's just that simple. I was gonna put you in the hot seat because one of the questions that I did have for you, Paul, was, you know, how do you protect the pool guys, because I think we still see a lot of this where a product is found online, where the customer can go and find it cheaper, and then the pool guys put in a bad spot where the customer is like, hey, you're trying to rip me off, or why are you overpricing this when I can get it for this price? So I think that's great that you're managing that price. Now, when you sell it to the pool pro, they get 30% discount, you said, right? Right. So then they can mark up that 30%. So so basically yeah, can, they make can, that 30% profit.
3: You can sell it at whatever <laughs> price you want. The only thing you can't do under our agreement is advertise it at less than under that uh, than the retail price. But yeah, I mean you you whatever price you want to sell it to your customer is your business with your customer. But you have the opportunity to make up to that 30%. And as I said, sometimes we offer some other special programs once in a while that allow you to make a little bit more than that as well. Also, just so you know, we don't sell through distribution right now. We are only selling dealer, full pro direct. And part of the reason for that is that we've chosen not to go through distribution at this point because it is harder to control that retail price in the marketplace once to make that step. You know, it may be necessary at some point in time as we grow the business to consider that as an option. For right now, we don't see that as an option in the next few years, at least anyhow, as part of our growth plan. We we would prefer to grow and make it as easy as possible for dealers to do business direct rather than having to go through distribution. Yeah, that's
1: great. And I was sitting over here doing the math because John's not here. John can do the math in his head, but at seventy percent, that's like four eighteen, four seventeen. Yeah, four fifteen is four fifteen yeah, yeah, is a standard so, pool price. If you sell it to the customer and you send it, sell it at the same price that it's found online, you can make one hundred eighty bucks, mm-hmm. Zach. That's a good profit for. I mean, literally all you're doing is ordering it; they're drop shipping it for you, so you're making one hundred eighty bucks for putting an order online. You can't beat that. We think so. <laughs> we, think
3: it's a, we think it's a good deal.
1: No, I think so too. I think that's great. And that you're protecting the pool guy. That's that's my biggest pet peeve, right? It's like, how can we protect them so that they don't get burned? So what is your go-to market strategy or, or your distribution plan and, and how did the pool pros fit into that idea?
3: We started the company basically on a direct-to-consumer basis. People went to our website and, and ordered. And then we had an Amazon listing and people could order through there. And we've realized that we cannot achieve the level of market penetration we need by strictly being a a direct-to-consumer business. So we need to build our relationships with pool retailers, with pool pros, even pool builders, and start to diversify the channels that we're going through. And this year was kind of really the first year that we had started to build some significant volume through those channels. And that's part of the reason that we've thought about, okay, if we're going to build through those channels, we still sell direct on our website, but we always sell at retail price. We're going to still sell on Amazon. It's kind of a, you know, we can't sacrifice that volume at this point in time as we build volumes through other channels. But can we manage that relationship in a way that it protects the, these people who are making a commitment to us by either stocking our product or selling it to their customers? We talked about how we're how we're managing that, and then I think that the pool pro. We think the pool pro channel is a really important channel for us as we grow this business because those folks have the relationship with the customer, and I'm sure there's. Hopefully, there's lots of pool pros out there listening that maybe can even think of half a dozen pools on their route that could really use one of these units in their pool. Might solve some heartaches and headaches for them if they had something like that in this customer's pool. But that customer is much more likely to make a commitment to our product. If it's recommended by the pool professional, then it is if they just see it online or they see an ad on one of our ads on Facebook or something like that. So we think that's a really important channel. And we really want to build the relationships with the pool pros so that we can leverage those relationships into expanding the number of pools that Ariel is in and helping people clean.
2: So will you guys be attending the international pool and spa show?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. We have our booth book and lots of plans in place. Our marketing team is working with the marketing team at Pool and Spa Show to do some other things that will be interesting as well. So yeah, we'll be there and we're looking forward to talking to lots of people there as well. It's always a fun event. Yeah, it was awesome to get back to doing it in person last year in Dallas and we're looking forward to being in Vegas this year as well.
1: Are you doing any other shows?
3: We're expecting to do the Aqua Show in North Carolina. I think that's in October. And then we usually do the Northeast Pool and Spa Show in Atlantic City in January as well. We may do a few of the regional shows, haven't made any specific commitments at this point in time. But reaching out to the pool industry is a, a real critical part of what we're going to be doing over the next couple of years. And getting people familiar with what we do, familiar with the value of the product, and hopefully encouraging their customers to get one for their pools. If Edgar lets me out of the booth this year, I'll stop by and say hi. <laughs> I'd love, we'd love to see you guys. And love to see anyone who's listening that's planning to be in, in Vegas this year. I think it'll be a great show. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: We're doing the Pool Nation Awards. So, you going to the Pool Nation Awards? I'm sure that we will. All right. So <laughs> now so, that we're a sponsor so, of the show. So, see, there we'll hit you with 200 people right there, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I I did get Zach last night on, the, uh, on our chat. So, we, we've got a chat with a whole bunch of the pool pros and... Yeah. So you had Chad that was messaging and Brad and Benny, and they're like they're all talking Zach about all the rooms that they've already booked and all that kind of stuff and where they're staying. I'm like, holy crap! I better get my game on. I haven't even booked my room. I'm like, yeah, I got all the poo pros going, and I'm not I'm not even ready yet. So yeah,
3: I'm slacking too. Just just as an addition to that, I give you guys a heads up to part of the reason we've transitioned in branding from. Initially, we started out as Pivot Solar Breeze after Pivot acquired us, and we've transitioned more into Pivot Pool products. As we see that Ariel will be part of a family of products that will become Pivot Pool products over the next couple of years. So I'm not going to give a lot away, but I think if you stop by our booth at the show, you'll probably see... In addition to Ariel, maybe a couple of other things that you might want to chat about oh. as well. So, like I say, I won't won't give away too much just at this point in time, but I think by the show in Vegas, we'll have a couple of other cool things
1: to chat about also. I cannot believe he just did that, Zach. <laughs> he has not even told me about those, and then all of a sudden, he's dropping it off here. I'm like, damn, no, he did not. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, gotta go by the I, I gotta, yeah, I gotta, 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 go gotta, by gotta the give booth, you the right? odd little surprise uh, Edgar, you, you know. What, you, know can't, can't. you know what I'm gonna do to him too, Zach? Is I think on the day of the pool nation awards, I'm just gonna, you know, uh, this is how I'm gonna get revenge on everybody. Just he'll be sitting there, I'll be like, he come up and present an award, and he'll be like, uh, but what, what, what? And I'm uh, like, no. I'm now I'm getting I even from love, the podcast. I would, I would love to do that. <laughs> I'd love to do that. So, hey, guys, before we take our final word from our sponsors here, Shannon was asking, what is the Pool Girls training? And, Shannon, what we're doing is we're doing a financial business class for just the Pool Girls. It's the financial business class that we do that you have to do some homework. You bring your numbers by the time that you're done with the class, you get to know exactly what your cost of service is. You get to know your, your profit, your profit percentage. You have to plug all those numbers into a software program. And as we go through, and we go through the class and talk about cash flow and talk about all these different things, by the time the class is done, you're going to know exactly financially how good or bad your business is doing. So that's going to be the financial business class. We're going to do it a session for pool girls only. And then the Friday night before, we're going to be doing a networking event for the women in the industry. And we have already women coming from everywhere, from Atlanta, from Maryland, from North Carolina, from California. And so it's going to be a networking event with other women in the industry. There'll be three different short, maybe 30, 45-minute sessions with regards to leadership and branding and all that, then there's going to be a Q&A with a couple of other females in the industry, some CEOs of companies, some COOs. And then at the end of that event, we'll have some separate tables for them so that some of the women that don't ask the questions and want to talk to them directly, they can go there and ask them those questions. So that's going to be September 23rd and September 24th. So Shannon, I would actually really love for you to come out if you can make it out. So send me a message and I'll, I'll send you some more details out there. Zach, Paul, let's do this. Let's take our final word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, I wanna get your final thoughts. <music>
0: Blu-ray all day.
4: star's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open-pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Pivot how you clean pools. Debris that makes it to the bottom always enters from the surface. Clean from the top with Ariel, a smart solar-powered pool skimming robot. She works around the clock skimming pesky and fine debris off the pool surface. Tell your customers about Ariel and earn big commission on every sale. With advanced solutions like Ariel, you'll spend less time with the pools you service, improve customer relations, and increase your bottom line. Plus, pool owners will enjoy a constantly swim-ready and healthy pool and lower energy bills. Visit com slash dealers to see how much you can earn and for resources on how to get your customers to ditch the net for good.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation live podcast. We're talking to Paul with Pivot Pool Products and Ariel. We're also talking to Zach. So I did save this one for last, Zach, and I told Paul that I was going to call him out on it now when we came back to the thing. So we go to the studio yesterday we go to do these videos. He, like, nails it. There's no ahs. There's no ums. There's no nothing. He's, he's, like, into it. He's going. I was there with Cooper and David, and we were joking around, and we're like, dude, you, you need to go into, like, acting. Like, you're just so natural at this, and you're just— And then he comes into the studio today, and I don't know if you noticed that. He kind of comes into the studio, very quiet, sits down, all that. And then we go to start the podcast, and I'm Paul Sims. But pivot, pull, pull, and he's got like this radio voice, and I'm like, I'm, I'm telling Paul, I think you need to kind of think about your life choices because I think he could be a total full blown actor mm-hmm. and then turn around and do radio at the same time and just do that that multifaceted. Well, people, well, that's it.
2: That's why he's trying to get rid of John. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to fill, fill the seat. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, it, um, it p- all came p- out. P- people have told me I have a great voice for radio, but <laughs> they've also told me I have a great face for radio. So. <laughs>
1: You just wait till you see those videos coming out, Zach, because he was just he was just like on it and natural and so it was awesome. Well, so. it's been fun. I mean, you guys are
3: fun to work with and and it's been a great experience the last couple of days being around with you, Edgar, and
1: we we've appreciated the opportunity to do it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And yes, I did take him to Summer Moon. And yes, I did take him to Tenders. How were those ribs, Paul? Oh man, they were uh,
3: they were brilliant. They uh, were awesome. Uh, yeah. That's good barbecue. That's some good barbecue.
1: And I loved walking in, Zach, because it's kind of like with Zach. We walk in and like, we don't want any sides. We just want meat, right? Like, we want brisket. We want ribs. We want, you know, the, the jalapeno saucer. What other meat you got back there? Yeah. <laughs> so, it was great. Yeah. yeah, it was meat and water. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> we definitely, well, I have definitely enjoyed spending time with you, Paul, to get to listen to your story, to get to listen to your drive, to listen to your story of kind of how you guys have gotten to where you are today and where you guys are positioning yourselves, I think you guys are going to be very successful. And I truly believe that moving forward, pool pros and, and pool pros and homeowners and whatever it is, this is a product that you need to look into. Specifically, if I'm a pool pro, this thing is netting for me, right? That's the first thing that I'm thinking. The second thing is... Like you were saying, most everything that comes into the pool starts at the surface. So if you could start to address that as soon as that gets into the water, that's a huge thing. And this thing has a filter, Zach. That's you know 200 microns. So that thing is it's a multi-purpose thing that's going to be able to allow you to do your job a lot more efficiently. And I really can't wait to see what are the things you guys add to this product. And I'm hoping, Zach, that here we are two or three years down the road and you've got these this robot that we were able to see that journey of that product and it, have it become this really cool awesome product that a lot of pool guys can use out there so I've really enjoyed spending time with you it was great hanging out with you yesterday get to get to meet with you guys all of you guys have been awesome love working with Taylor Taylor big huge shout, yeah, out, big to shout out to you
3: um, she did a great job helping us get organized for this so really appreciate Taylor Cole who's who's on our marketing team.
1: Yeah, she's she's awesome. I am going to call you out, Taylor, because you didn't come out. And I was trying to get you to come out, so we'll, we'll kind of keep that one on the down low right there. So, Zach, let me get. Your well, final... I think I think uh-huh.
3: she's going to be at the pool show in Vegas, so you get oh. you get to meet her in person if you oh. come to the pool show in Vegas.
1: Talk about throwing onto the stage, Zach. <laughs> Yeah,
3: I'll and, and, I, and I'm saying that to the nation <laughs> out there so that now Taylor's committed to coming to the pool show. I in, love in it. Vegas I love it.
1: I love it. I want her to be there. <laughs> I love her it. Her and Hannah both. So, guys, you have the invitation and now you're in the hot seat. So, Zach, final thoughts? Yeah, and I just I want to agree with everything that you just said and.
2: You know, something you said earlier is that we tend to always see the success and we don't see how hard of a journey it was to actually get to that point. So it's really awesome to hear those stories. And you guys have a very unique and innovative product. And I'm already sitting here thinking of creative ways that pros could utilize aerial In their service offerings to help them provide a more cost effective, more efficient, more profitable service. So, and you know, other than that, thanks for spending the time with us today. It has been a lot of fun, and I'm really jealous that I wasn't out there with you guys. So, next time I'll have to be there.
3: My pleasure. Look forward to doing it again. Uh,
1: Absolutely. So, All right, everybody out there listening, we appreciate you coming on, listening to our live podcast. We will catch everybody on the next Instagram Live on Wednesday. Till then, everybody have a great weekend and we'll catch you guys on the other side. Have a great one. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Zach, thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com on Facebook or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com It's the first platform dedicated Dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolmanUniversity.com.